Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Books to Gaze. My name is <laughs> I always forget that. My name is Alex. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm Sam, and my pronouns are she, her. And we have a very special guest this week. Um, can you introduce us and maybe introduce your pronouns and why you're here, i.e. the book you wrote? Or books. <laughs> All the books. Yes. Um, my name is Jennifer Dugan. My pronouns are she, her. I am the author most recently of Melt With You in the <laughs> forthcoming graphic novel with Kit Seaton called Coven. Um, but you might also know me uh, from Some Girls Do, which has kind of become uh, a little bit of a mm -hmm. sensation over on TikTok and social media. So, and others too. Yes. Um, I will tell you. So, I came out whenever I was. 27 28 and the first book like the first few books that I read was hot dog girl and I was like new to bookstagram and I had posted your picture or like posted a book and you reposted it on your page and I like went back and I was like oh baby Sam like it was really <laughs> nice but it was such a formative like book for me because it's just right but also just like queer joy, like so much queer joy. And I think I want to say like around that was like 2019 was the first time that we were really getting to see that of just like good queer joy, like Becky Albertalli, like her books were becoming bigger and we were reading them. And then Hot Dog Girl was so nice for me. And so, yeah, that's what I think of. And so I was super excited to talk to you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying thank you. That was like the sweetest. <laughs> Can you give us an elevator pitch of Melt With You? So Melt With You follows uh, two ex-best friends who had a falling out after a disastrous uh, one-night hookup where they are stuck having to drive their parents' ice cream truck. Their parents co-own a romance-themed ice cream truck and they have to drive it halfway across the country to get to a food festival. Um, so after not seeing each other for almost a year, they are now, we have all the major tropes, you know, we get mm -hmm. friends, proximity, you know, friend. Yup, only one bed that I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm only one bed it. is one of my favorites. So when they got to the hotel and that happened, I was like, oh my God, it's going to be one bed. Yeah. yeah. I, I had, I had, I couldn't not like, you know, I had already kind of thwarted it with like only one tent when we brought the extra tent, which, uh, <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm going to make this happen. I love um, that you made the, if there is going to be a second 10, it's going to be unbearable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, I love the shark tent. I was like, hell yeah, everybody needs a shark tent. I'm on a shark tent now. Um, Not after the first night, you don't. <laughs> when your feet were sticking out, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. That sounds, already being in nature like that sounds not great, but in a shark tent, that doesn't zip pass. Um. I had a question while I was reading. So did you ever consider writing it as like a dual point of view with Fallon and Chloe? Or were you just like, nope, we're going to go one? Because I always read it. And I'm like, but what is the other one thinking? 
Yeah, um, I did consider it because my books, my two books prior to that, um, Some Girls Do and Verona Comics are both dual POV. Right. Um, but I felt like I did not want to let them off the hook that easily. And I mm -hmm. feel like if we were in both of their heads, we would really understand how each one was oh. feeling and, and the miscommunication. And, and I just thought, no, I'm going to let, um, I'm going to let Fallon like vilify her mm -hmm. and let us find out together how her hurt feelings are, are really coloring things. Yeah. And let me tell you, vilified, she did. Mm -hmm. I was mad, big mad through it all. I was like, bitch, do not come in that tent. Let, no, yeah. no. It does create tension, but of course, like my therapist brain was like, okay, but I'm sure Chloe is feeling like this and this, and maybe Fallon just needs to ask these questions. And my secretary yeah. was like, oh no, Bernie. Sam and I, we always fight because Sam's, she will take the side the book like wants you to take. Like, no, this person's the enemy. And I'm like, let's consider it from their perspective. <laughs> it has caused many fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always, but that's always my question because my brain just wants to know. I'm like, okay, but like I, but it, there's always a reason and it did create a lot of tension because I'm like, okay, but when is she going to like realize she's going to talk to Chloe and realize what happened? Like, yeah, it's, that's the thing is like really dragging out that, um, <clears throat> idea of miscommunication and, um, she doesn't want to be mature and communicate. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Want to, and she will flat out tell you, like, I don't want to. Um, and which I know can be so frustrating, but also if you've ever been around a teenager or any human, honestly, who has their heart broken, mm -hmm. there's a time when you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You are the worst. And that the verdict is in like you're terrible yeah i definitely related to fallon more than i wanted to admit so i was like i'm also very stubborn like i would sleep in the shark tent because you made me mad and i'm not gonna talk to you about it ever mm -hmm. okay so i do have a big question so one of the my favorite parts of the book is the like the cute pun names that you had for your ice cream where did that even come from? Like, it was so on point. And did you have a favorite? And did you have some that maybe you did put in the, in the book? Um, I think any good one, I think I found a way to work in. Um, I knew I wanted to kind of do almost like a little Easter egg thing with some of my favorite um, books and mm -hmm. movies and stuff. Or of course you have to have like a Titanic theme. You know what I mean? Like there's certain Hallmark ones you have to have. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I tried to crowdsource them as best as I possibly could. Um, but it turns out a lot of my friends are really bad at puns. Um, so we had to cast a really wide net um, in order to get like someone to suggest something. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really, really fun coming up with the flavors. I think history honeycomb was one of my favorites from red White, and royal blue. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to say it was Rory Power, who came up with that one, with all credit, too. I said, I want to do red, white, and royal blue. And 
Um, I believe that she was the one who came up with that one. Um, she was really helping me. Yes. I liked that one because it was like, uh, I when I read it and I was like, oh my God, that's like a, a book that just came out. Like, that's so cute. I'm used to seeing like older references. I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> I feel yeah, like all books still reference like Harry Potter, like all these old me. So anytime it's like, I feel, I read a book recently too that referenced a book that just came out like last year, or the year before, and I was like, wow, like current <laughs> current media is being referenced now. Yeah, well, I wanted stuff that people would definitely um, recognize. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but I did mix in like just whelmed waffle cone. That one yeah. was not the ten things I hate about you. So mm -hmm. I did want you know there to be the potential to, you know, Google yes. our rom com heritage. Yeah, I mean those I recognize, and then it made me realize too as you were talking. My my brother has a girlfriend. She's a lot younger than me. She's in like her lower 20s um <laughs> and she was asking me for like she's like i just got into like romantic comedies like do you have any recommendations and i'm listing like 10 things i hate about you never been kissed she's like i've never seen any of those and i'm like i'm sorry what and like <laughs> all of the ones that like we've all watched nothing nothing was there and I was, she's like i really like that who's that that one actress from like it was julia roberts and i'm like girl <laughs> um listen when I can tell you, it's so funny because, like, those movies used to come on, like, TBS. Like, pretty oh, yeah. um, Runaway Bride. And, like, I love 80s movies. Like, mm -hmm. love them. Or, like, oh, yeah. 90s. And the first time I ever watched Pretty Woman without TBS, and it was, like, the real, I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's spicy. <laughs> this is not the TV style. Okay. Um, so yeah. also I will say that I liked that you made this book like a little spicy like it wasn't like yeah. they had like a random fight like it was like no we hooked up we like had sex what you weren't like shying away from like teenage sexuality even too and I don't see that a lot in YA books like they kind of like gloss over it yeah I wanted um I wanted to to do something a little more like that where there were some discussions um, that I also tried to work in some uh, consent as they progressed in their relationship with check-ins and things like that. And um, because those are just a real life situation. I mean, that's okay. what that's what kids are doing. I mean, certainly not all kids. It's totally fine if you're not. Um, right. But if you are, you know, you should see the ways it can go really well and really wrong. And, mm -hmm. you know, your emotions are involved and you have to communicate. Even if you need to sleep in a shark tent for a few days to get there. Yeah. Um, definitely things started turning around when they started talking a little bit. Yeah, yeah. finally. Um, yeah. Um, I even like how the mom the two moms in this book and how like it's not just Chloe not knowing how to communicate or Fallon not knowing how to communicate just to Chloe it is Fallon not knowing how to communicate to anyone mm -hmm. and like I loved the mom relationship with Fallon so much like so much um because I think a lot of times either parents in a book can just be very one-sided characters or like flat characters but you can definitely tell that Fallon's relationship with her mom 
was multifaceted. And I really liked that. Because, you know, I think it's important, especially for teenagers to read, like, that your parents can be, like, one of your best friends. And your parents can kind of screw things up unintentionally, you know. But also, like, they have the best intentions. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. Um, okay, so do you have a favorite book so far that you've written? A favorite book that I've written? Yeah. If it's possible. Most, most... Okay, talk to Lori Lane. She'll tell you it's Caleb. <laughs> uh, I will say most authors do have trouble picking. Some people can pick really fast, which I find fascinating. But No, I think they're all... Um... I love all of my <laughs> babies, definitely. Um, I'm very proud of a secret project that you'll be hearing more about Ooh. soon. Oh, that's exciting. Um, and I would say, you know, I'm very protective of Verona Comics. Mm -hmm. It came out right at the, literally, it came out like the week everything shut down. Mm -hmm. So it really got swallowed by COVID. It's a very personal story to me. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I'd say like, that's the one I'm most protective of because, you know, I feel like it didn't quite get a fair shake because the whole world yeah. shut down and then it was a little heavier. So I mean, mm -hmm. I, um wrote melt with you during the, all the shutdowns and stuff because i just needed lightness i mean i wouldn't right. pick like a dark uh, not dark but a more serious mental health book to be reading during that time um but yeah i would love uh people to to still check it out yeah and it's a really, the, some of the themes I really love in it are, you know, where you're dealing with a queer relationship, but there is a boy and a girl involved, which you don't see a lot of, um, and things like that. And the wrestling of like the bisexuality, mm -hmm. am I too queer? You know, one person is wearing, uh, really is like, am I too queer where I'm going to scare her off? And then right. Julie is dealing with, am I not queer enough because I like boys? Mm -hmm. And really interesting, you know, the bisexual experience between males and uh, females and and it's important because I feel like you don't get a lot of books with a bisexual like boy or male character. And we've talked we've talked to a lot of our friends who are bisexual who come on the podcast and they say like they get so disappointed when like and I can think of we talked to Alexandra Bellaflor, um, the written in the stars trilogy universe. And she was saying she gets frustrated because, and I've seen this in bookstores, they'll, they'll put her written in the stars and count your lucky stars in the LGBTQ fiction section, but hang the moon is just in romance. And she's like, the female character in that is bisexual. Like it is queer. It yeah. should be shelved with queer books, but then people just like, it's a straight book or whatever. So I'm just not going to give it the hype or like push it to the queer readers. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely um, something I've experienced. It's really interesting how much more people have validated, um, you know, from Hot Dog Girl to Some Girls Do, to, and they're like, oh, she's back in the queer space when I came out with Some Girls Do, and I'm like, I've literally never <laughs> left it. Like, Veronicomic <laughs> is not even remotely straight. Like, there's nothing straight about it. I put, like, one token straight friend in. <laughs> The token straight it. friend. I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, 
you know, even the adults in that book are not. <laughs> yeah, that is frustrating. I, that would frustrate me. I will say too, one of my questions is, do you have, I don't really know how like the cover art works, but you have some of the best cover art in like books I've seen. Like I always want to face your, they're just great. Um, do you, do you have a lot of say in that? Or do you just like have a really great cover artist and you're just as surprised as we are? Like, what is that process? Um, there's a lot of people involved in the, in the cover design process. So, um, my rom-coms are all illustrated by, uh, an artist named Jeff Osberg. He is brilliant. He did every, he's done every single cover. Um, and we kind of know at this point what, what Putnam is going to be looking for, you know, I haven't, there's an art director, there's a cover, cover designer. Um, So there's a lot of people all working together to like make the typesetting, the font look perfect and all that. Um, Usually they'll be either someone will have an idea, one person on the team will have an idea and they'll, they'll say, you know, either me or you know, my editor will be like, well, I would love to see, like for some girls do, I think it started with my editor saying, I wish we could just like see them, like maybe laying on the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. Um, so they went and took it to him. And then um, he sends back some sketches and they kind of tweak it. And then, you know, he usually comes up with the cover, the color scheme um, for Hot Dog Girl. Uh, I really wanted it to be like uh, by uh, flag colors. So mm-hmm. that I did ask for direction. Um, and then with some girls do, he kind of brought that back again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we went to melt with you, he went for like a very bold orange. That was like all him. And I was like, this is awesome. I love it. So yeah. So really it's uh, Jeff Osberg and then uh, Kelly Brady has been the, um, the cover designer for the last two it's they're really just, they're amazing yeah. yeah the last two were like girls on cars and now i feel like that's my brand i've claimed it i'm like girls on cars is my thing any book with girls on cars i'm just putting it right on my i shelf. saw a thread on twitter that was like it was like jokey but i think somebody wrote an article and it was like what's with lesbians on cars and they made a thread of like every book um, because we even have like the, the lucky list to just yes. redesign. And I'm like, oh, I want them all. I need I them. All. I actually <laughs> want that paperback because I love that cup. Co- I will buy a book solely for the, even if I don't need any more editions, if it's a good one, I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. I just bought, I bought the paperback for that. I was like, this is going to look really good next to some girls too. It will. I know it's the girl song card. A little party. <laughs> Okay. doing it we're going me and my friend are going to a bookstore tomorrow and now i'm like i need the lucky list like mm-hmm. is that going on my the paperback i think mm-hmm. i i think we it's we love a paperback too you, i do okay so question um your books are all YA. what made you stick to that genre of writing or um like the young adult genre and do you think you'll ever like branch into any other genres like adult, middle grade, children? Um, I am, I was drawn to YA because for me, that is a time in my life that stands out very brilliantly. Um, it's your emotions are so heightened. 
Um, your life is just starting, but at the same time, it kind of feels like everything is the end of the world. Yeah. It's just such a fun time, uh, an emotional time to explore. There's so many changes as you're learning to become like an independent person and it can be so messy. So I was immediately drawn to that. And I think when I first started, as you mentioned, there wasn't a lot of, um, queer books, especially queer books with happily ever afters Mm -hmm. coming out. There were some, but there wasn't, it wasn't as big as it was when I was trying to sell hot dog girl. I still had a lot of agents turning me down and saying to my face, an agent told me, Oh, I would, I love, I love hot dog girl, but queer girls just don't sell. Um, I'm like, okay. It was Yeah. At the time I was devastated, but now I'm like, <laughs> like jokes on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have you seen the list in the last couple of weeks? Like, come on. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, so it was really, uh, it was hard going, but I wanted to just put out these awkward, messy characters. You know, the other thing that we were seeing is as these sort of palatable queer YA stories came Mm -hmm. out, it was very like, it was just so clean. And it was like, this person's good and this person is bad. And and that's not how life works. And especially that's not how life works uh, with queer young adults. Um, It can be such a messy experience when you're trying to, you know, deal with identity or gender or all of the above. And so it was just a space I really wanted to dive into and I wanted to really help shape the narrative. Yeah. Um, In terms of branching out, I could definitely see myself doing adult uh, for sure in the same kind of awkward, messy vein. I don't think I could do middle grade. I'm friends with a lot of middle grade authors and I don't think I could do a crush where they don't like get to kiss and and plus you're not really like it when you're doing like upper YA it's like is the happily ever after gonna last we don't really know but some people do marry their high school sweethearts if I'm writing about like a 12 year old and like, like, are they going to get married? Probably not. Like I I couldn't, I don't, I just don't think I have what it takes to be middle grade. Like that is amazing. Like this, this stuff, some of my friend Karen Strong writes in the middle grade space and the stuff that she writes is just amazing. But I need like just pure romance. Yeah. A couple makeouts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah um, I get it. So you have to have that stuff. I will say though, even though like I feel like we've come a long way from when an agent would be like, "I'm sorry, like queer girls just don't sell." I still feel like we have that problem. Like I've been seeing a lot on Twitter about the Netflix show First Kill, and yeah. it's you know gotten like all these terrible reviews, and it's like, can't you just let like queer girls have like shitty TV too, like? every other group of people gets to have because I feel like you know like there's all these threads like the straight people have Twilight which no offense to Twilight fans it's not great movies like it's it's not like award-winning and then like I'm sure if it I don't know any like queer male I don't know whatever vampire shows are never like the most groundbreaking 
TV, even though they're good. So I'm like, can't we just have like cheesy, bad CGI, like girls kissing on Netflix too, and also not have it canceled after like one season? Yeah, it's really in definitely in terms of um, like film and media, there's definitely that's definitely still a big problem. Mm-hmm. I have heard, um, I have had feedback when we've shopped like hot dog girl uh-huh. um, and things like oh sorry <laughs> um it's time i have a very old dog and it's time for his medicine oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah i um i st- that is definitely still a huge bar- barrier in terms of um like film and, and media uh-huh. it's getting better but it's not anywhere near um you know where it is when you're dealing with like queer men yeah it is very sad, but I'm glad at least, I mean, you have such like explicitly queer covers too. So there's really no hiding. I mean, I'm sure some people would be like, they're just gal pals, which is fine if you need to like have a safe book, but like we, we know they're very queer to me. (laughs) Um, Hot dog girl is in my classroom and I teach seventh grade in Florida. And so it definitely every year, a kid will check it out. They'll read it. They'll come back. Their eyes will be like this big. <laughs> and they like, once one reads it, it's like 10 other like line up uh-huh. they hear. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, okay. So we have a few like listeners who are really interested in writing and like are working on writing novels themselves, especially queer novels. Do you have any advice for future writers, especially those who are writing queer books? Um, my, my general advice is always finish your (laughs) book, um, which really needs to be said you, especially in the beginning, it's very easily to get really wrapped up in constantly revising and, Mm -hmm. and, being like, no, it's not ready. And, and some of it is just, you're really nervous or you're insecure or, you know, the inevitable rejection that's coming um, because it is at every stage still, even though I have, you know, so many even secret projects that I can't wait to tell you guys about, I still pitch an idea and they're like, no, no. Um, so just, know that that's coming, but it doesn't define your worth. It doesn't define your writing. Um, You know, so those are some of the biggest things. Sit down and finish it. And then also get a hobby that does (laughs) not have anything to do. You're not trying to monetize something you love. Yeah. (laughs) Pet dogs. Yeah. Um, I learned to do my nails. I got gotten crazily into, um, into doing my, just do something that's just for you mm-hmm. and make you happy. And that's honestly, it's also going to make your writing better because it's going to feel like a treat when you get back to it. You're going to have that joy. Yeah. I like that advice. I do too, especially the part of joy. Cause I think sometimes, especially when it's not joy, it can just feel so tedious mm-hmm. and like your story gets lost because of how tedious it feels like your emotion comes out i appreciate that um okay so we know that you have a graphic novel coming out very soon called coven coven can you tell us a little bit about this one 
Um, so that one tells the story of uh, a teen witch named MZ, and she has kind of been growing up on the West Coast, living a pretty normal life. Her family left the coven, so she's just a normal, like, surfer teen girl with a couple power tricks up her sleeve um, from her witchy magic. And unfortunately, there is a murder back at the coven, which is in upstate New York. Uh, which is incidentally where I'm from in real life. Very nice. So she gets ripped away from her surfer girl life and has to uh, come back to the coven to try to protect them and uh, solve a murder and learn how to be a witch and everything that she has completely neglected. Uh, so it's a real fish out of water found family kind of story. Love that. Also, I love a good witchy book. Like, mm -hmm. hello. Especially because I feel like witchy books especially when it comes to covens have such a found family and like friendship mm -hmm. yeah, like, yes give me some cool. that comes out is does it come out like halloween time am i getting that wrong september 6th okay perfect just in time for october when everyone wants to read their witchy books i tend yeah. to read them in the summer which works out well because i'm probably going to go start it after this now i really want to read it excellent thank you everyone for sending that um okay <laughs> What are some of your favorite queer books? Um, so I love Isabel Sterling's books. These Witches Don't Burn, um, This Coven Won't Break. Her mm -hmm. new one, The Coldest Touch, I love. It's probably my favorite one she's ever written. Um, that's Vampires. I also love like Cinderella's Dead, This Poison Touch by Kaylin Barrett. Um, yes. Those are my, I went like so wild for uh, Cinderella's Dead and then this Poison Touch because I love plants. Mm -hmm. And I did this whole like ridiculous like photo shoot with the yeah. book. And, uh, I'm texting her like behind the scene pictures where I'm like up on one leg, oh, like man, bent amazing. over trying to you know on instagram it looked beautiful but behind the scenes i was like a pretzel twisting like, <laughs> every bone in your body just to get the yeah. shot yeah getting the picture like pressing it with my tongue like just i'm like i'm oh, gonna yeah. get this whatever it takes so i highly recommend those for mm -hmm. sure um dahlia adler cool for the summer and a Fantastic, home field advantage yeah. which just came out is so good so good um that's definitely one of my favorites of the year um wow i would definitely definitely grab that that one is based off there was a picture in the new york times of uh, a girl quarterback and mm -hmm. the cheerleader was putting her hair up yeah. and that inspired the whole the book, whole book. Oh like, my what if they were sapphic oh <laughs> that's amazing I, I have it i have to read it or read it read it right after coven I will, I will. <laughs> I like it. I'll read them simultaneously. Yeah, it's literally on my list to get tomorrow. And I am so glad you said that because I'm like, oh, well, maybe I will like bump that up. I loved School for the Summer. I keep forgetting it's the same yeah. author. Like I need to get it together. Oh, she's, she is amazing. She's really good. Um, and her next project is going to be just amazing. I think it's announced, but just in case, I'll just say her next project. <laughs> We're looking, I, we're looking to it. I can't I feel like I see so many announcements on Twitter that I forget what I'm what has and hasn't been because I feel like I read that too but I don't know um okay last question Sam 
All right, listen, we ask every single person that comes on the show. Um, it can be big, it can be small, it can be anything. But what is giving you life this week? Oh boy. Let me. <laughs> um, I actually had really good book news that I'll be sharing soon. And so I treated myself um, to a house plant that was like my wish list house plant, and it, it just came. Um, it's a Monstera Thai constellation, so it's really like speckly and um, white. It's like a cream and green. Anyway, I'm obsessed. I have like over uh, uh, upstairs, I think I have over 78 houseplants. Yes. Yeah. So um, that has definitely been like just, I've been just staring at it, and that has been my huge like dopamine boost. <laughs> staring at a leaf. It's getting a wish like a wishless plant is I went through a big house plant phase but then I had to move so I gave a lot of them away but my original just regular monstera I've had since it was a baby is now outside because it's so big and every time I look at my window I'm just like I'm so proud of you yes. <laughs> for growing you yes. um, I went through a huge plant phase during COVID and I am a terrible plant mom and they all died except one and I had someone come to my house and like, they were like, all your plants are dead. And I was like, they are, <laughs> but that one, that one's still alive. Look at that one. And they were like, even your succulents are dead. And I was like, don't worry about it. Don't judge. I cannot keep a succulent alive though, to be honest. You yeah. Think so? I think that they're hard actually. Yeah. Yes. It's always interesting to me, like what person finds which house plants difficult. Cause like, it's, I can never grow, um, oh God, anything that is a begonia. I've killed every begonia I've ever gotten. And I, I've tried everywhere. I've tried everything and I just can't do it. But like any peperomias, I can grow like perfectly. I don't know what it is. I don't know what any of those are. But that's I can't, um, for somebody who gets all of these like crazy rare plants. I cannot keep a basic spider plant alive. I have never kept one alive. And my friends are like, they keep giving them to me because they're like, they have 10,000 babies. Mm -hmm. And I can't, no matter, you can give me a fully established mother plant full of roots. It'll be dead in a week. Um, while I'm like gently you know, have like a humidifier set up. I think maybe I fuss with them too much because my plants have like, oh, here's your like potassium and oh, it's time for your humidifier to go on. Oh, do you want me to just angle? That's you know? what I, yeah, that's what I feel like. I would be misting like, okay, mist day for you. And uh -huh. if wow. the spider plant is always just like, no, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I don't want any part yeah. of it. You have enough. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you. was wonderful. Can you let our listeners know real quick where they can find you on the internet? You can uh, find my website is jldugan.com. And I am also on Twitter and Instagram at jl underscore Dugan. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you All so right. much. Cheers, queers. Cheers.